that you have the opportunity to go to heaven. Praise the Lord. Dr. Henry Morrison of the Institute for Creation Research said it well. He said the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is the crowning proof of Christianity. Everything else that was said, everything else that was done by Christ and by the apostles is of secondary importance to today. It's of secondary importance to the resurrection of Jesus. If the resurrection did not take place, you are here for a totally false reason. If the resurrection did not take place, Christianity is a false religion. But if it did take place, then guess what? Jesus Christ is God. And you have the promise of absolute eternal life. And Christianity is true. He said all other men, even the greatest men, the holiest men, they've all died. You go to their graves and you dig six feet under and you will find their bones. Buddha, Muhammad, Confucius, Caesar, Marx, all men who made a profound impact on this world in one way or another, but every one of them is dead. But Jesus Christ is alive. It's true that he died. It's true that he was buried, just like other men. But unlike other men, Jesus emerged from the grave and is alive forevermore. Friends, this is the greatest of all miracles. This miracle is as great as creation itself. And it can only be accomplished if Jesus is God, just like he said he was. Brothers and sisters, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus is the single most important thing in your religion. There's nothing more important than the resurrection of Jesus Christ because without the resurrection, you ain't no different than nobody else. Without the resurrection, you ain't no better than anybody else and you're not any better off than anybody else. If the resurrection of Christ is true, friend, then it gives meaning to our lives. But why? Why, Bill, is the resurrection so important? In the Bibles that are in front of you, in the pews there, on page 1027, I'm going to be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And I'd love for you to share with me in that, if you have that Bible in front of you, on 1020, I'm sorry, 1027, 1027, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, listen to what Paul wrote to a church just like y'all. He wrote to believers just like us. And here's what he said. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of the darkness who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellent of the power may be of God, not us. We are hard-pressed 
on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are struck down, but we're not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our bodies. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. And since we had the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore we speak. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus. We could stop this sermon right now and rejoice in that fact because that means you're going to heaven if you trust in him. He who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sake, that grace having spread through the many may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Why is the resurrection so important? The first reason is the resurrection means that we have an all-powerful God. An all-powerful God. Last Thursday, the United States dropped a 22,000-pound bomb. It was the GBU-43B. It was the massive ordnance air blast. It was called the mother of all bombs on eastern Afghanistan. And that bomb went and blew up above the tunnels and caves of 94 ISIS soldiers who lost their lives. What an absolute uh, evidence of extreme power. The power of a missile that large. But what is the greatest demonstration of power in our world? Is it military power? Could it be that it's nuclear power? Maybe scientific power? Perhaps human power or athletic power? What is the greatest demonstration of power in our world? Is it medical power or intellectual power? Is it political power? You name all of those. You name it, and all of those fall short of the power of God. No other power but God can raise the dead. No other power on this planet or in the universe can raise the dead but the power of God. God speaks, and things happen. God merely spoke things into existence. He spoke, and there was light. Did you hear what verse 6 said? For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of the darkness. God spoke it and light came. God spoke again and there was the planet earth. God spoke and there were stars in the universe more than any man could number. God spoke and man and woman became a living being. The prophet Jeremiah wrote, Oh, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched arms and I love what he said because he said there is nothing too hard for you nothing too hard for God but how is it possible for God to create something out of nothing where does that power come from friend I don't know what to tell you all I can tell you is is that God is God and he's not limited like we human beings are God can do anything he wishes to do. 
God has the power. He can create anything that his heart desires. He can create babies. Amen? Is that not a miracle to create a baby? But he can also raise the dead. Is that not incredible? God is God. And he is all powerful. But in addition to that, why is the resurrection so important to us? Well, the resurrection also means that life can't keep you down. Look there in verse 7. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God, not us. Yes, we are hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. We are struck down, but we're not destroyed. Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may be made manifest in our bodies. What's Paul saying? Paul says that no matter what happens, there ain't nothing in this world to keep you down. Nothing can keep you down. We'll always have some down times. Any of y'all have down times? Amen. Some of us have more down times than up times. Amen. Uh, but we all have down times. But listen, you won't stay down. You don't have to stay down. Christ is alive and he is our savior. And this is the wonderful life-giving message that Jesus Christ has given to us. God has entrusted to sin-prone human beings this wonderful life-saving message that we can have life, that we don't have to stay down, that God can do a wonderful work through us. Paul's focus here is not on this old pressure, uh, this container, this perishable container. His focus is on the priceless message, the priceless contents that's in this container. He says, we are nothing but earthen vessels. We're just like a fragile clay pot. Anything could break our bodies, but God uses us. He uses this sin-prone, fragile human beings to spread the good news that a relationship with Almighty God is possible. It is possible through faith and uh, trust in Jesus Christ. That is our responsibility, friends. Our responsibility is to let people see Jesus through us. You have no greater responsibility, believer. You have no greater responsibility, Christian, than to let people see Jesus through us. Look there in verse 11. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake. Why? That the life of Jesus may be made real in your mortal flesh. That's the goal. That's our responsibility. But listen, it's only good news if they hear it in time. That life-saving message is only good news if people hear it in time. It is our responsibility to let people see Jesus through us. After winning the Virginia State Lottery retired truck driver J.R. Triplett opted to receive the lump sum payout of $141 million. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Woo! Triplett said, my wife got down and she began to praise the Lord. But it didn't excite me too much, he said. 
He said, things like that don't, don't mean that much to me. But then in a news conference with his wife, Triplett said, well, I ain't got no big plans for, for the big jackpot. I'll probably just invest in some real estate because they don't make dirt, you know. Amen? He said, my sweetheart and I, we might get lost for a couple weeks. And then his wife stepped in. She said, I don't know about him, but I'm going to shop till I drop. That's, that's getting real, amen? That's getting real. But listen to what his wife also said. His wife also said, the first thing we bought was a tombstone. A tombstone for a childhood friend that had died 25 years earlier. Had their priorities in order. But can you ever even imagine what it would be like to have a sudden windfall of $141 million? You can't. I can't either. None of us can. We don't have that kind of problem, do we? No, we got the problem at the other end of the spectrum. We've got the problem where we don't have enough money, where we don't have enough money to pay our bills. I've known a lot of people that have had to rob Peter to pay Paul. And then they found out they couldn't pay either one of them. Amen? I've known people that have had to file bankruptcy, sometimes more than once. I've known people who have gotten fired or lost their jobs, and they've had their, their cars repossessed. They've had their electricity turned off. They've had their homes repossessed. Friends, life is not easy on people. This life is not always a piece of cake. Financial problems, they aren't fun. Life can be very hard. Life can be very challenging. And sometimes can be very cruel. But what other kinds of problems do we face in life? Well, we face work problems, don't we? We face family problems, don't we? We face raising children problems. We face health problems. We face accidents. That aging problem we all have, amen? Now, I know I ain't the only one. We all face that same problem, amen? amen. What about aging parents? Some, some of you are, are those, amen? Amen, we, we're praying for you, amen? Hallelujah. Aging parents, but the bottom line is this. The list of problems seems to be endless. Every stinking day, it's another problem. It's another challenge to overcome. It's another difficulty. But you know what? You need to know something. We have hope. And hope in the Bible is absolute assurance. Yeah, we live in an imperfect world. Yes, we live with imperfect people. And yes, we live where imperfect things happen to us every day. But I'm here to tell you today that we can make it. We can make it. We can do this thing called life. Why? Because of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ultimately, we win. You hear that? Ultimately, we win. You might go through the stresses and the struggles and the challenges of life. You may be overwhelmed with problems day in and day out. But ultimately, you win. And that is reason to celebrate. That's why we're here today. We have an all-powerful Savior. He loves you. He died for you. And he was gloriously resurrected for you. Right smack in the middle of all your trouble. He does see you. He does know what you're going through. He does hear your cries. He does hear your prayers. He does help you. It just may not be in the way you expect. How does God help us? How does he do it? First Peter in chapter 5, the Bible says, Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time.
But what do I do with my troubles, Bill? He goes on to say, cast all your troubles, cast all your anxiety, cast all your trouble, cast all your problems, cast all your concerns on me. For your God cares for you. We have hope right in the middle of our problems. And knowing that power for us to make it through our problems, it's not our power. It's God's power. All we have to do is bring that to him, cast it before him. And that should motivate us just to keep on keeping on. But there's more. Why is the resurrection so important? Not only does it mean that you have an all-powerful God. Not only does it mean that life can't keep you down. But it also means that there's life beyond the grave. You see, we all have this common problem. This common allergy. Amen. I'm allergic to death. So are you. We all have the same problem. But you know what? In Hebrews chapter 9, the Bible says, man is destined to die. So when you're born, you have a destiny. And part of that destiny is to die, according to the Bible. Death is one of the most traumatic things that we face in life. The closer it hits to home, the harder it is to bear, and the worse it hurts. I've lost a wife, I've lost grandparents, I've lost uncles, and I've lost my mama. But I've never lost a brother or sister, and I've never lost a child. And I would have to think that those losses would be the most difficult to bear. I want you to hear this morning some actual cries from people just like you. Who have lost loved ones. Listen to what they say. My father committed suicide when I was 23 months old. Does dad feel sorry for what he's done? Can he see me? Could I see him? Another one says, my father died from cancer a few years ago. He I, I prayed that he would pass peacefully in his sleep. But it didn't turn out that way. My son passed 22 months ago, and I've re been researching everything that I can about the spirit world. Is there anything that I can do to help see him or know him? My dear father passed away recently, and it's been difficult to accept the reality of no more physical presence. I miss my daughter so much. It's been nine years since her death from SIDS, and my heart aches, my heart hurts for her. Why did she have to go at only one month old? My father passed away on February 23rd, 1996, in a road accident. I want to know, where is he now? Do dead people have emotions? Do they feel the pain of leaving Loved ones behind? Friends, we all got questions that go unanswered. And we all experience painful grief when we lose loved ones in death. So what can I tell you this morning? All I can tell you is this. Are you ready? There's victory in Jesus.
There's victory in Jesus. There's hope in Christ. And biblical hope is absolute assurance that there's victory. On Friday afternoon, 11th grader Madison Jones was traveling down Middle Road and had a tragic car accident. And that accident took her life. But I've got some good news for you this morning. On January the 18th, 2009, right on this front pew, Madison Jones prayed to receive Jesus Christ as her Savior. And she is rejoicing because of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. She is rejoicing with him today. But you pray for her family. Because all those cries of people from, with lost loved ones, that's where Misty is today. That's where Reese and Robert are today. At 16 years old, Caroline Atkinson faced the prospect of suffering and an early death. She never did experience her wish for healing, but her victorious spirit is illustrated in the last entry in her diary. Here's what it says. Well, according to medical science, I ain't never going to grow old. According to them, I have one year to live. I have brain surgery tomorrow to remove as much as of a malignant tumor as possible. And God has promised me, though, that he's in charge. God has promised me that he's in control. And he can heal me. I'm praying that the tumor will be gone when they go there to remove it. Amen? Or perhaps God's purpose is different. Perhaps it's his desire that I go through a bit more in order to continue God's plan. But I have a purpose. I am not going to die, and God is in control. She wrote, I would love to catch sight of the glory of God only to come back. And lead my friends into a relationship with Jesus. Oh, if only, Lord God, let me. Lead my path, Lord. Help me to live. Help me to honor you in everything I do. Help me to bring glory to your name. Please help me have continued peace in you. So that I may honor you. And bring glory to you. Lord, let that be my purpose. Yes, please, oh God, take my life. You are the potter. I am the clay. Mold me and make me. This is what I pray. The Lord did take Caroline. He took her on to glory where she would suffer no more pain and experience no more sorrow. But it reminds us of what Paul wrote to another group of believers when he said, Brothers, we don't want you to be ignorant about those who have fallen asleep 
in death. Or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Wow. See, because of the resurrection of Jesus, we have this complete assurance that there's another life. There's a better life. You want to hear some good news this morning? Y'all want to hear some good news this morning? The dead in Christ ain't dead. The dead in Christ ain't dead. Heaven is real. And it's possible for all of us to go there. And it's all because of the Lord Jesus and His glorious resurrection. He truly is a risen Savior. He lives and we too will live by placing our trust, placing our faith, and walking hand in hand with the Lord Jesus through this life. So friend, listen, today Paul reminds us that you may think you're at the end of your rope. You ever felt like that before? Lord, I'm at the end of my rope. I don't know how much more of this I can handle. You may think you're at the end of your rope, but you are never, ever at the end of your hope. Praise God, Jesus is risen. Death, where's your sting now? There ain't no sting to death. Because Jesus won the victory over death, you and I can have eternal life. But listen, it's not automatic. Just because you come to church does not make it automatic. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You better receive the gift. I pray that you have received Jesus Christ so that you can have this promise. This promise, this is absolute assurance that you'll be resurrected just like Jesus. Do you remember what he said? Knowing, friend, do you know that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise you up with him? Do you have that assurance this morning? Don't walk out of here unless you do. Doesn't matter how old we are. Life can happen just like that. And I praise the Lord that, that Madison knew Jesus and the power of his resurrection. But it would break my heart if one of you died and you didn't. Let me pray for you. Father in heaven, today is all about you. It's all about your people having a relationship with Jesus Christ, your son, and belonging to him and having the power of his resurrection.